The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Devo. Well, I couldn't have been any more off on my expert analysis of this one. My gosh. It's Devo. Glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation as the Royals drop game two of this three-game set, three to two behind terrific pitching on both sides from the respective starting pitchers. And we're going to talk, obviously, all about that. We'll talk about the exciting ninth. And we'll look ahead to the rubber game coming up tomorrow night. By the way, a tip of the cap to Alcides Escobar for another amazing catch earlier in this game in the fourth inning, saving Ian Kennedy another run after Dyson essentially saved a a run earlier in the game, gunning out Jose Iglesias in the third inning. No idea what he was thinking going over there to second base. But, you know, great defensive game for the Royals tonight. So tip of the cap to them. But let's start with our player of the game, and that's Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy earning his second player of the game of the 2016 season in his three starts so far. Again, great. And the line is extra great thanks to Luke Hochaver, who we'll give a tip of the cap to, who I even considered giving a player of the game to, but not quite there yet since the Royals didn't win. Had the Royals come back and won, I might have given Luke Hochaver the player of the game. But Kennedy deserves it. Six and a third allows just two runs on six hits. He was awesome. Seven strikeouts, two walks, 97 pitches in his six and a third innings. Very efficient. And it's impressive. We knew coming in he could miss bats. We knew even with the elevated ERA, we knew some of that was the fact that the Padres really can't field. And what do we keep talking about all year? Last year, our big phrase was sample size. This year, our big phrase is that you can't quantify defense. And Kennedy starts alone. You go back to the Escobar double play, you know, that prevented the first and second nobody out, that made two outs and nobody on in Kennedy's previous start. You go back to... A great play by Dyson. I mean, it wasn't a great play. It was a pretty easy throw to second. But it was still a throw, you know, a, a play that was made on defense that some of the teams the Royals have played this year wouldn't have made. You saw another great play by Eski tonight to save one, possibly a big inning there. And that, that potentially saved two runs there, at least. So, I mean, we've seen the last, you know, couple of starts alone for Kennedy. Three, four, five, possibly six runs saved by the Royals defense. And I know it's, you know, you can say, well, how can you say it was six runs saved? Well, because you don't know what the next hitter would have done. You don't know having one or two less outs in an inning and already having another run in and then getting all those extra bats, all those extra pitches, more chances for mistakes, more chances for the whole game to change. You don't know what would have happened. So it's easy to see that Kennedy is continuing to miss bats, which is good. The ERA was elevated, some of which was because of the defense, some of which is he didn't, he didn't pitch that great last year, but he did strike some guys out, which was a big reason Dayton Moore and company were so high on him. He continues to do that, and with the defense, you're seeing the big results. Now, 92 miles an hour pretty much consistently. The fastball, I've yet to sit right behind home plate during one of his starts. I need to do that. I, the fastball's got to be jumping. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it ain't straight. That's not rocket science there. More expert analysis here on Clubhouse Convo. And I'll talk about my great offensive prediction tonight here in a second. Don't worry. I'll own it. I'll wear it. But 92, he keeps missing the barrel of bats or missing bats altogether. It's impressive. Works down. And yeah, Luke Hochaver, a huge tip of the cap for helping to save Ian Kennedy's line. Coming in with the bases loaded, one out. If Hochel has three runs to score there, well, then all of a sudden, six and a third you know, five runs ain't that good for Kennedy. Six and a third, two runs is very good for Kennedy, with the with the seven Ks especially. But Hochaver comes in, bases loaded there, strikes out Ian Kennedy. Not strikes out Ian Kennedy. That would be the wrong person. That would be Ian Kinsler. <laughs> Ian Kennedy would be the pitcher. And then he flies out Justin Upton as well to get out of that seventh inning. 
And how big is it to have Luke Hochaver as the fireman if he can continue to be in that role? If guys like Danny Duffy can step it up a bit, and the Royals have not counted on Danny Duffy yet to pitch in a close game with a lead, protecting a lead there in the sixth inning or seventh inning, fifth inning, they will at some point. That's going to start happening, especially with some of these teams that have a lot of left-handed bats that the Royals will see later in the year. But, you know, this is huge that the Royals can allow him to continue to be kind of a fireman in certain games. Again, it's going to take some of the starters getting deeper into games. It's going to take Duffy being effective, and especially Joaquin Soria, who tonight we saw with a 1-2-3 inning. Ned put him right back out there, which he likes to do with guys. And like the majority of times when Ned does that with relief pitchers, the majority of the time they, they respond, and Soria did. Now, with that said, balls were almost hit harder tonight than they have in a couple of the games where Soria has struggled this year. We saw the infield single last night, the bouncer up the middle. Back on opening day, there were a couple of walks, but a couple of a broken bat hit, a bouncer through the middle. So in a way, it was like poetic justice. It was Soria getting back some of the bad luck, the B-A-P-I-B. Balls in play, batting average, was ridiculous against Soria. He'd allowed the softest amount of hits, the, the softest hits, I should say, of anybody on the Royal staff amongst the leaders in the American League. So he was due to get some rockets hit right at people. And there were two of them in that one, two, three, eighth. I'm not going to say Soria looked great. He didn't look great. But you know what? It evens out a little bit, and he gets back one of those games where he probably was a little bit unlucky. Baseball always seems to even itself out, doesn't it, for the most part? Outside of like 29 years in a row of not making the playoffs, 30 years in a row of not winning a World Series. Outside of that, though, right? But yeah, great job there by Hochaver, Kennedy, and Soria. Results are results. He threw a zero up there. All right. Now, it didn't seem big at the time with the Royals down 2 nothing, and having just one more time to hit. But it ended up being huge. Chen Ming Wong gives up a run on three hits in the ninth. And obviously, that was magnified. I mean... When KC came back in the ninth inning. So not what you wanted to see there out of Wong, but KC came back after getting shut down all night by Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, let's get to my analysis on this, my expert analysis here. I thought tonight, I told you I thought the Royals would hit the ball all, all over the field and gap him to death, knowing that Detroit can't play defense very well outside of Mr. Iglesias. You've got Upton who can't throw in left field. Martinez doesn't take great routes to the ball in right field. You've got over at first base, you saw Miguel Cabrera play which should have been an out early in this game. Was that Moose in the first inning, I believe? The single? No, it wasn't the first inning. It was the second inning. Second or third inning. I, I should have written that one down. There was a ball that should have been fielded by Cabrera that went right under his glove in the right field for a hit. The point being, Iglesias, big-time defender at shortstop. The Tigers don't have a lot of plus defenders out there on defense. You know? Kensler's a nice double-play partner up the middle. He's not what he once was, but, you know, nice player. Iglesias, obviously, very good at shortstop. One of the best in the American League with guys like Escobar, Correa, so on and so forth. But I thought with that in mind, knowing Detroit can't field it, big park in Kansas City, the Royals don't strike out. And coming into this game, remember, Zimmerman had only struck out six guys in 13 innings in his first 13 innings. Tonight, he strikes out more than that. Eight Ks tonight. So more than goes over that tonight in his outing. So I thought, you know, the Royals would put the ball in play, strike out three, four times, hit some gaps, take advantage of the defense, and, and score runs. And it didn't happen tonight, at least against Zimmerman. Give him credit. Six and a third, no runs on seven hits, eight Ks. Like I said, you know, 
I'm going to give Zimmerman a lot more of the credit than I am blame anything on the Royals. They just, you know, they got dominated. They have never seen this pitcher before the, for the most part. Omar Infante had 14 ABs against them, but nobody else had more than three coming in to this game. So they didn't know too much about this guy. Hopefully they'll get him next time. As you know, they'll see him a couple, three more times throughout this season. Now, the Royals did get something going late. They did end up leaving nine on base in this game. One for eight runners in scoring position. Two of those nine were left on base. In the bottom of the ninth, and that one for eight didn't go up at that point either, obviously. In fact, it went to one for eight at that point. The Royals get fun there when Francisco Rodriguez comes in. Mark Lowe shuts down the Casey rally in the eighth, and then K-Rod comes in. Kendrys grounds out on a very sharply hit ball. Another very good play by Jose Iglesias. We saw the great play by Escobar tonight. Iglesias didn't make any single play that was quite on that level, but combined took three hits away from the Royals out there on defense. Another shortstop. At least half of those shortstops in the American League don't make two of those plays. So a nice job out there. You know, it steals the hit from Morales, which ended up being big as well because you have the back-to-back home runs. Alex Gordon, his first of the year. Nice to see. Salvi, his third of the year. So the Royals down three to two now. Okay. One out. Down one. Omar grounds that 5-3. Crap, right? Romine throws him out from third. But then Gerard Dyson, big time at bat. 3-2 pitch, draws the walk. Alcides Escobar. 3-1 pitch. Draws the walk. Wow. Escobar walking again. Last few days we're seeing him and Perez is, is drawing a walk. What's going on here, right? And you, you felt like Moose was going to tie the game or win it, didn't you? Didn't you just feel a double coming there? The key pitch of the at-bat was the one that was called a strike on the 1-0 pitch that was clearly inside. That made it 1-1. The count would have been 2-0. That was a huge pitch in the at-bat. Ends up eventually getting to 2-2 and Moose strikes out swinging to end the game. Tough luck, but the Royals almost came back. Two home runs, two, you know, a couple walks in the ninth inning. Just about did it. K-Rod, 7.11 ERA, escape, and now we have a rubber game of the series coming up tomorrow night. So Mike Pelfrey takes the mound, another guy that I've been telling you the Royals are going to hit all over the field, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> 0 for 1. You may as well just stick with the prediction here, right? Bound to hit one of them. I think the Royals will hit him hard. He's 0-2 with a 2.79. That should look a lot worse. Didn't help himself or his defense. His defense didn't help him, obviously. 3 and 2 thirds last time out. Did give up 6 runs, but only 2 were earned. However, he could have pitched better and gotten out of that. I did watch that game. There was a bad play made behind him by, you guessed it, Mr. Cabrera. But, you know, 2 earned, 8 hits, and 3 and 2 thirds. Six runs total, but whatever. Last time out was a lot better against Houston. One run and six innings for Pelfrey. Did walk six, though, with three strikeouts. So once again, he's not striking out a lot of guys. A guy who I think has been in the downward spiral for a couple of years now, but the Royals have never seemed to totally take advantage of Mike Pelfrey. Or maybe he's just a lot better than I think I am, than I think he is. This has not been my best dish tonight, by the way. I can't even talk straight. Let's let's wrap this up. Edinson Volquez goes against him tomorrow night. Six innings, two runs. But did walk for himself. So we'll see how command is coming up tomorrow night. All right, that's it for tonight on Clubhouse Conversation. This is a C-plus effort tonight. My analysis was not great with the Royals' offense. Made about four mistakes. Can't even talk straight tonight. Royals couldn't hit tonight. You know, I, I can't talk tonight. We'll, we'll scratch this one up. Give me a mulligan, man. We'll come back stronger next time on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. Believe the Royals will win tomorrow and get this series win. We'll talk to you throughout the weekend as well and all season long here on Clubhouse Conversation.